And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Mm, looking outside, gotta admit, it's Tuesday. Pussy. Tuesday, Tuesday. It's Tuesday, me lover. Friday. It's Tuesday, ain't it? It's Tuesday, ain't it? Yo, homie, I'm gonna let you go, but I'm gonna just have to say one more thing. It's Tuesday. I say, you say, heck, we all say, it's Tuesday. <laughs> you say, yay, it's Tuesday. You're making me love Tuesday. Welcome to No Ducks. I swear, that guy has fixed my car before. I swear, here in Georgia, that <laughs> man has fixed my car. I'm Taz Mellis with me in the Classic Factory. A man who caught some fish this weekend? Question mark? Trey Kirby. hey yo. hey oh Yeah, we didn't talk about it yesterday. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I held my first bass of 2023 this year. Off my kayak, the ripping lips. Uh, had two other on. They got really close, and then <laughs> shook my lure. Sad uh, stuff, but uh, I was happy to land one on the boat. The kayak is named the ripping lips. Absolutely, absolutely. Every boat I own will be named the ripping lips. <laughs> this is just ripping lips one. It's a nice kayak. Mm-hmm. Got lures out of each side. It's pretty nice. Yeah, feel free to tweet at me for recommendations uh, for any fisherman kayaks you need out there. All right. I was hoping to come out to John's Creek someday, actually, and see what you guys got in your creek. <laughs> we got some fish in that creek. Uh, making the magic happen over there. It's Eshua Kid. What's up, Ash? How y'all doing? We're doing great. We'll talk about your Celtics in a sec, Ash. <laughs> uh, first, uh, you know, a little housekeeping. No skeets today. He is completing his Canadian military obligations. Uh, They're quick, though. You know, we don't like war up there, so he'll be back tomorrow. Actually, he'll be back tonight when we're watching the draft lottery together on playback. Watch along. Listen to our commentary during the broadcast. It's free. We'll jump on at 745 Eastern. It starts at 8. Will we stay on for game one of the Western Conference Finals? TBD. Maybe these guys will get excited. I'm excited. A Foles and Raptors play tonight? <laughs> wow, exciting, man. <laughs> Big game. Yeah, the Raps got 1% chance. Uh, so hit that description below. It's on all our social channels. Playback.tv slash no dunks. All right, we will get to your incredible beach questions a little bit later on. We'll predict who's going to win the draft lottery. Some great questions like, would you rather have Luka Doncic or the number one draft pick? I thought that was an interesting question. Good question. Great question. Okay, but first, as we said, the Eastern Conference Finals are here. It's time to preview and predict them. The number two seeded Celtics versus the number eight seeded Heat. Only the second time a number eight seed has gotten this far. The 99 Knicks got all the way to the finals. And it's the third time in four years that these two teams are meeting in the Eastern Conference Finals. 2020 bubble. Heat did it in six. Last year, the Celtics overcame the Heat in seven. It was a very, very, very close series that came down to the wire. The Celtics are massive favorites in this series. does not feel right. It just doesn't feel right that they should be favorites (laughs) with the way the Heat are playing. 
But them's the lines. Uh, let's take a quick look at the Eastern Conference schedule. They get underway Wednesday, every second day, all at 8.30 Eastern on TNT, every single game. So if you're a person of routine, you got to be happy with this. I think Western Conference Finals are at 8.30 p.m. Eastern as well. Exactly, yeah. Set your clocks. Yeah, they're one little switch up on the TV on the Western Conference Finals, but basically the exact same thing. Yeah, 8.30, exactly, every single night. All right, Trey, so let's get into previewing this thing. What's one thing to watch between the Celtics and the Heat? Well, first and foremost, I just got to wish my sister a happy anniversary because (laughs) I was watching Game 7 of Heat Celtics at her wedding reception last year. Crazy to think it's come around uh, once again. Crazy to think that the Boston fans I know, some I've seen on Twitter, we're kind of happy to avoid playing the Miami Heat in round one of the playoffs, and now suddenly they're meeting in the conference finals. It is crazy. Again, uh, these don't feel like the two most dominant teams in the Eastern Conference over the past four seasons, but I guess they are, since they just keep making the finals in the conference finals. Uh, So weird stuff. Uh But this is a legitimate rivalry here. Uh, If you meet up in the playoffs that many times, it really matters. Um, So for me, the question... The biggest question in the series is who's going to be the best player? Uh, Because it comes down to me, Jimmy Butler or Jason Tatum. Both of them have had 50-point games in huge spots in this playoffs. Both have carried their teams to wins in the postseason that they probably should have lost. They're probably going to guard each other a little bit sometimes. Uh, The question I have for Jimmy Butler, is he going to fatigue from really carrying this team through three rounds of the playoffs? The Celtics have other creators in Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, other guys who can make things happen with the ball in their hands. Jimmy has a much bigger load to carry than Jason Tatum does because he's going to have to be their primary scorer, their primary playmaker. Bam's a good secondary playmaker. Lowry's still got it sometimes. Gabe Vincent can do some things, but Jimmy's got to be the guy, obviously, for the Heat. For Jason Tatum, I wonder if he's going to be able to figure out the Heat's defense because he's going to see a lot of different defenders. He's going to see a ton of different coverages. There's going to be zones, and it's going to change quite a bit. We know that the Heat at some point will try and take the ball out of his hands. We know he's going to have to hit some sidestep threes. There's just a lot of things that Jason Tatum's going to need to do, and we've seen him have a 51-point game in a Game 7. He put together uh, five great quarters to close out the Sixers, and even in that Game 6 when he was struggling, he was doing so much else out on the court to contribute to winning. So he can... He can do a bunch of stuff on the court. The Celtics are going to need him to do a ton on the court, and he's really got to limit the turnovers because that's how the Heat can generate some pretty efficient offense, getting out in transition. So that's going to be an awesome matchup to watch, Jimmy and Jason. I like how your biggest question pertains to the two biggest players because mine also pertains to the two biggest players in a different way because Jimmy Butler was phenomenal in round one, as, as we know, scoring the ball, ridiculous numbers ridiculous numbers 37 and a half points 60 percent shooting 44 from three almost five assists but he did drop off in round two in terms of scoring he was like you mentioned about jason tatum uh in game six he was doing a lot of other stuff Mm -hmm. huge boards huge blocks huge steals but his scoring dropped off considerably and i wonder if it is because of the ankle injury he missed a game because of an ankle injury he limped off after winning the series against the new york knicks he was limping around the locker room but his numbers went from 37 points to 24 points, 60% down to 43%, 44% from three down to 11%. So big drop-offs from round one to round two. And I do think he has to be closer to round one, as you said, uh, because the Celtics are just going to guard all those support players uh, a little bit better uh, than the Knicks were able to. They're just 
very, very good on that end. So he has to he has to jump up a little bit. The supporting cast obviously got it done against the New York Knicks. There's no doubt. But also, Jimmy's got a really tough task in this series. Yeah. There's no there's no breaks. He's probably going to have to guard Jalen Brown just the way the things break out. He's probably going to be guarded by Jalen Brown or uh, you know the 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 whole glut of guys that you just mentioned. So watching that ankle, watching see to see how much he can score because I I just think he didn't want to. And wasn't able to uh, score the same way. Again, he was contributing in other ways, but I wonder uh, how much the ankle is bothering him, how much they're going to try and crowd him on that end. And the other end, Jason Tatum, as you said, how are the Heat going to guard him? Because last year they had P.J. Tucker on him. A, a, a solid matchup for him. Uh, this year during the regular season had Caleb Martin on him, but now he comes off the bench. Will they insert him into the starting lineup over Kevin Love? It's a possibility. Yeah. Um, but... I wonder if the Celtics go to their two big lineups that they finished last round with. They, they like the Rob and the Al Horford, the Rob Williams and Al Horford starting. Then you can put Kevin Love out there, and that adds some space for Jimmy Drives. I think that's important. Um, but the, the matchups are going to be crazy. Eric Spolster is going to have so much fun out there because let's say Rob Williams and Al Horford start. Love probably stay, stays in. I think you'll see Gabe Vincent on Jason Tatum to start. I know it sounds a little nuts. It's not going to be Struess. It's not going to be Jimmy. Uh, so I, I think if you got Love and, and Adebayo starting, I think it's going to be Vincent. Or if Love goes to the bench, mm-hmm. Martin probably starts on Tatum, Butler on Brown, Adebayo on Robert Williams, and then Vincent on Smart, Struess on Horford, which the, the Celtics do. So this is just a wild matchup time. <laughs> and Spolster's going to revel in. He's going to love it. And that's, and that's the advantage that many people think the heat have is is just the coaching uh, that they can mix and match on the heat side the experience that they have but the celtics up and down on paper at least are the better team but the heat continue to prove that their supporting cast is just going to come through no matter what yeah the celtics are definitely the most talented team that's why they are such a big favorite in this series and why they're the championship favorite for the four teams that are remaining because they've been one of the best teams in the league for the entire year. But you're right, the Spolstra versus Missoula matchup, a coaching matchup, are they guarding each other? (laughs) I don't know, but it's definitely tilted towards Eric Spolstra, but you're 100% right. The fifth starter is like the adjustment spot right now because you can foresee a world where uh, the Celtics decide they want to start Derek White like they did for the majority of the season, like they did for the first five games uh, in the last series. He was really good against the Atlanta Hawks. He really struggled uh, against the Philadelphia 76ers, but... He'd be a nice option against Jimmy Butler, I think. And yeah. in that case, there's really nobody for Kevin Love to guard if the Celtics decide to go small. But if they want Robert Williams to start, and it seemed like the players were pretty happy that he was back in the starting lineup, then Jalen Brown has to guard Jimmy Butler. And that's a lot more of an ask from him. And, you know, maybe Kevin Love gets some easy shots. So I'll be interested to see who's uh, the starting power forwards for both of these teams. That's a good call. All right, let's move on. The X Factor, as we always talk about in playoff series, who is your X Factor, Trey? For the Celtics, it is Derek White, I think. He had a case for the best player on the Celtics against the Hawks. 17 points per game, four rebounds, three assists, three assists, shot 55% from the field, 45 from three. But against Philadelphia, I thought he really lost his confidence, kind of looked like the Derek White we saw at the end of last season's playoffs. Robert Williams eventually took his starting spot. I don't know if the reactions from Marcus Smart and now Horford are what you want to hear from Derek White when they're like, yes, we're finally back to our great team. (laughs) That means we had to send a guy to the bench. And Derek White wasn't great uh, against the Sixers. Nine points, three rebounds, one assist, 39% from three. 
and was definitely hesitant taking him. They're going to need the good Derek White because the Heat are going to force the other players to make shots and to make plays. And Derek White is a capable guy. Malcolm Brogdon has been the guy off the bench for the Celtics. But I think the fact that White may start, maybe a sixth or seventh man, he's got to have a big series for Boston. That's a good call. Yeah, him and Broggy as the bench duo coming uh, bench guards or as, as you said Derek White could be starting I think th- those are the X factors on, on the Celtics side you're totally right Brogdon even more so I think because he'll be guarding Kyle Lowry and Kyle Lowry has just been such a spark for this Heat team that continuously produces incredible supporting cast play Brogdon has shot well from three 43 and a half in the playoffs ridiculously good and dealing with Lowry I think that's the biggest advantage the biggest change that the Celtics have from last year you can tell me Ash you can tell me uh, why the Celtics team is going to win but I think Brogdon playing Peyton Pritchard's minutes (laughs) that he had last year is just such a huge advantage now who knows with this Heat team they they just continuously uh, produce guys but uh, I think uh Brogdon's going to be the biggest factor on that side. And on the other side, let, let's talk about the supporting cast for the Heat. I think Duncan Robinson, uh, along with Lowry off the bench, along with Caleb Martin or Highsmith or Cody Zeller, he is probably the biggest X factor because he has found a way to spread the floor for those other guys, to spread the floor for Kyle Lowry, to shoot 42.5%. It's ridiculous how he continuously hits threes and the numbers that the Heat are beating the other their opponents by when he's on the floor continue to go up and up they're beating teams by 16.8 points per 100 possessions when duncan's on the floor they're really really it's a, it's <laughs> a stupid number yeah <laughs> they're ridiculous actually. They're, they're using him so well but they use him in spot minutes they don't use him a ton off the bench and i wonder if the celtics are going to hunt him every time down uh, they're they're good at that will they hunt kevin love um it's uh it's an interesting yeah x's and o's uh duncan has been so so good um that's crazy, but, yeah. man. The guy was lights out in the bubble, got the huge contract, and has been basically unplayable since until this playoffs, when yeah. suddenly he's a key member of the Heat once again, and his movement has been causing problems. I think he's a big-time X-Factor. I didn't realize the splits were that ridiculous they for him are, being on. It shouldn't be that good. No. That's too much uh, for Duncan Robinson. I think Kevin Love uh, is another X-Factor here. He needs to hit threes. He needs to uh, crash the offensive glass, hit 43% from three against Milwaukee. Awesome. We would love to see that again for the Miami Heat. 24% though against the Knicks. Kind of the flip-flop of things. Definitely came back down to earth. So if he's shooting well, you know he'll kind of be the P.J. Tucker uh, for the Phil. P.J. Tucker took a bunch of wide-open corner threes at the start of Game 7, had 11 points in the first quarter. Kevin Love will be getting those opportunities, and if he's got the jumper working, that's easy points for Miami. Yeah, there's a, a few guys that need to hit threes to to space the heat floor. It's it's Kevin Love. Give Jimmy some space. Duncan Robinson, give Lowry some space. And Gabe Vincent. Will he continue to be Gabe Vincent? Uh, it's continuously yep. to hit shots. So they've asked all those guys, plus Caleb Martin, to come in and hit threes. They keep doing it. And so, yeah, the, the Celtics are ridiculous favorites in this series. Um but it, it's just because of the names, I suppose. I, I know they had such a great regular season. But, Esh, I mean, let me ask you. Do you consider the Celtics to be such heavy favorites? I would like to say yes. But um, <laughs> the Heat, like, 
they're always they're always scary to play, right? Right. And uh, you're talking X Factor right now. I think one that you probably miss is Bam, because uh, Bam, big reason why they went to the finals in 2020 in the bubble, right? And uh, everybody's always asking for more from him. If yeah. he can show up and kind of be like the what do you, what do you want to say the the theorized version of Bam Adebayo, <laughs> the best version, yeah, yeah, the aggressive version, exactly. So if he if he shows up and he's there, then it's it's kind of scary for the Celtics. I think I think that's that's one one player I'd be looking out for. Yeah. He can definitely be the best big in this series, and I think that Miami needs him to be the best big in this series to swing an advantage their way. Because if you're looking advantage wise, it's like maybe Butler and Tatum. One of them will have a better game here and there, but they're pretty much a wash. The backcourt you would think goes towards. Boston with the variety of players they can throw out there. Obviously, Jalen Brown is ahead of Max Struess in the pecking order. But in the front court, there's a chance for Bam to be the best guy. Guarding the rim, bringing the ball up the court, finding people, creating out of short rolls. There's definitely an opportunity for him, whereas if you're the Celtics, you're just hoping Al Horford is lights out from three. Once again, the elite shooter that uh, he calls himself, finished second in the league in three-point shooting. He hit a ton of clutch shots for the Celtics the entirety of the season, and he's going to get looks too. And we don't know who's necessarily going to guard Bam. If they start Robert Williams, Bam could have some space because Robert Williams wants to roam a little bit, and aggressive Bam could have some space, but it could be Al Horford as well if the Celtics decide to go small. Chess matches uh, will be happening between Spolstra and Missoula. All right, prediction time. Let's do this thing. What do you got, Trey? This is interesting. Uh, I'm a little scared because Jimmy Butler's like, I'm going to learn from what happened last year, and it ain't going to happen again. And it came down to the very last shot of the season for the Miami Heat last year. When I look at these teams, the Celtics, to me, look like it's between them and Denver. Like, who looks the best when they're playing their absolute best? But Boston looks unbeatable when they're really cooking, when they're playing defense. They also beat themselves quite a bit. Whether it be turnovers or just getting cold from three and getting into ISO mode, taking turns. The Heat, I think, don't really beat themselves all that often. They can go cold from three, and that's when they look their worst. I think Boston wins a lot of blowout games in this series. I think Miami will win the close games in this series. But generally, the blowout team is better. So give me Celtics in seven. They've got home court. Didn't matter last year, though. They won on the road. They won on the road. Yeah, yeah. They Celtics t- in seven. They took care of business on the road. Let me ask you that Jimmy Butler shot right at the end. You were at your sister's wedding. Yes, did, yes. Did you uh, you go in a corner and watch it live? Did you watch it a little bit later? Uh, How did that work? Uh, okay, I think I left probably during the third quarter because I saw like the end of the fourth quarter at home. I was watching it uh, oh. on my phone when Laura drove. I saw Jimmy pull up for three, and I thought, this guy's not going to the hoop. Right. Nobody goes to the hoop more than Jimmy Butler. I still think he should have went to the hoop. Draw a foul on Al Horford. This guy gets free throws. He ain't going to make the same mistake this year. But he said he would take that shot again. He, he would do confidence. it. He would do He's it got the, the confidence, same. man. He's got the confidence, and that's why I'm taking the Boston Celtics. <laughs> I, can't, I just can't take the heat. I can't take – I do think Jimmy is a little bit hobbled. It just wasn't that the same aggressive Jimmy. Now, he didn't have to against this New York Knicks – Uh, against the New York Knicks and and their offense in round two, but he's going to have to be incredible in this series. He's just going to have to be monstrous. It's a lot to ask of Jimmy. He can do it, uh, but I I agree the Celtics, they're better. The Malcolm Brogdon factor is huge in this one. The Spolstra factor is also huge, uh, so that makes me quite reluctant to take the Cs, but I'm taking them in seven. Ash, since we already asked you, let's get your prediction. We already know who you're taking as a slash... 
a Celtic slash Hawks fan. Don't throw the slash right now. The Hawks are gone. I'm a Celtics <laughs> fan full time right now. Um, <laughs> full time Celtics fan. Uh, I'm gonna go Celtics in six. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Six. Confidence. Just, just a little scared. They're the scariest AC I think I've ever seen. But uh, just because it's the Heat. Yeah. But, yeah. In six. All right. Can't wait. Game one gets going on Wednesday. We've got to take a quick break here, but after it's some incredible mailbag questions, the draft lottery, and players who have both improved and hurt their trade stock since the playoffs started. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Back with No Dunks, we got the stream team making their picks for the Eastern Conference Finals. You want to take a guess where they're leaning? Or are you? Are I you, peeks. You peeping? You peeping? Sixty-two percent. It looks like math-wise, right now, are on the Celtics. Thirty-eight huh. percent for the Miami Heat. That's not bad. That's not bad, and honestly, seems about fair. Yeah. Uh, pick-wise, but Tess, I got a couple questions for you. Let's do this. Which Grizzlies always at the beach? Which Memphis Grizzly is always mm-hmm, at the mm-hmm, beach? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Is this a pun? I don't know. Sandy Aldama. <laughs> Damn. Which Heat legend is always at the beach? Oh, Heat legend. I got Alonzo gets up early in the morning to get his beach chair. Uh, no. What do you got? Oh, you got to have a better one than that. Dwayne Wave. <laughs> and uh, one last one. Which Raptor do you always hope to see at the beach? Current Raptor? Former Raptor. Former Raptor. I got nothing. Sonny Weems. Ooh. Ashua, roll that beautiful beach footage. <laughs> oh, we're stepping on the beach, baby. Only place to read your tweets and emails. Throw on a sun shirt and let's talk about the NBA draft lottery. That's going on tonight. Let's go, Bulls. First question comes from Steve. Who do you want to win the Wembenyama sweepstakes? Is there any team that deserves to win the lottery? <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Did Steve email you that? He did. I'll get us started here, Taz. Yeah, Selfishly, the Bulls. Right. Absolutely. 
That's who I want to win the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes. They've picked first twice, 08 and 1999, so they're due. Yeah. Bears, worst record in the league in the NFL. They got the number one pick and traded it. The Blackhawks apparently got the number one pick uh, in the NHL. They got a star coming in. Let's create the. Let's finish the triumvirate here. Three number one picks in one city. Seems unfair. Seems unfair. I would love to see it happen. For actual fun times, teams that I would like to see be able to get Victor Wembanyama, it comes down to me, the Charlotte Hornets, because he'd look nice next to LaMelo Ball, and they really need another star there in Charlotte, and also the Indiana Pacers. I don't think they've ever had uh, the number one pick, at least not since I've been alive, now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe Clark Kellogg back in the day was a number one pick. (laughs) But it's been a long time. He would pair nicely with Tyrese Halliburton. They are a fun, fast team to watch. That'd be a cool pairing to see. I love the question about which team deserves it. Uh, It's always fun because I I, I went through the teams as well. The Pistons, along with the Rockets and the Spurs, have the best odds. Pistons just got it in 21 with Cade. Mm -hmm. You're out. Tillman Fertitta for the Houston Rockets set at a parade. (laughs) We're praying for Wemby in February. No, you, you can't just tank and talk about it at parades. No. The Spurs traded their best player in DeJounte Murray last year to get down this low. Admirable, but no, you trade your best player. Then it gets down to the Hornets, who have the the fourth best odds. Technically, pretty damn close to the top three. I like your Hornets pick. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that will encourage or influence Michael Jordan not to sell the team as he's in mm. talks about selling the team. The Blazers, they had it, um, you know, with Greg Oden and the Hornets. Have, you got to go way back, way back. I think the the LJ day in, yeah. the, in the late 1900s, 91, uh, and then then it gets down to the Magic. They've had it enough. The Pacers, as you said. So I'm, I'm good with the Hornets. Selfishly, they're not too far down the road if I want to go see the number one pick. I always talk about going to see a, a game in Charlotte. I've been here for a decade. Never done it. Uh, but maybe I will if the number one pick is there. So, And the Raptors, obviously, at 1% chance. Even I'm, I can't cheer that hard for the Raptors. Hey, it could year. happen, man. It could. It All could you happen. need is any chance. you got to be in it to win it. I agree with you. Of, of the teams with the Best lottery odds, the worst teams in the league this year. Charlotte is the most deserving team, uh, I think. The other teams have either either picked number one recently or were just blatant tankers. We can't be rewarding that. As for the teams with, like, the pretty low odds, New Orleans, Toronto, OKC, Chicago, Dallas, Utah, Washington, I guess you would throw in the mix as well. Toronto, yeah, they tried to win. Haven't had... The first pick since 06. Chicago, absolutely no team cared more about making the 10th seed this year. Dallas, no way. No way. Blatant tankers. That would be probably the most embarrassing result for the NBA if Victor Wembanyama somehow goes to Dallas after the way they ended their season. Absolutely. And I think Utah definitely, definitely would deserve to get a Victor Wembanyama. They made a run at the playoffs, even though everybody basically thought they were going to tank this year, and they stayed in it until the very last weeks of the season. Yeah, and you can say, oh, they did tank by trading Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, but they tried that, it didn't work, and yeah, they played their asses off. They were still good, yeah. And they were still really good. Okay, see, I'm up in the air on if they deserve it. Interesting, yeah. They they balled out to get into the play-in tournament. They're an exciting team, but they got so many picks. Yeah, they got Chet coming next <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, they're getting like a they're getting a number two pick back. Can you yeah. imagine if they brought Victor Wembanyama and Chet Holmgren oh to the court together? I wonder if they could touch each other's fingers from sideline to sideline. Just like that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, let us know down below who do you want to win the lottery? Who do you think really deserves it? Moving on, our next question comes from at Anti-Hesitator on Twitter. 
who asks, what would each of your lucky charms be at the draft lottery? Tess, what are you bringing? I'm bringing something uh, that's not really much of a lucky charm, but it has an alien an <laughs> alien on it, and it looks kind of cool. Uh, I ran a what race last year uh, in Roswell, Georgia, hence the alien theme, and I've got this sort of medal. It's it's a participant medal. I'm, I was a participant. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't place, uh, but it's got an alien on it, <laughs> and it swings runners. around. That's awesome. Yeah, the eyes are runners. It, it is pretty cool uh, for wow, a participant really awesome, trophy. Actually. actually, yeah, I'm holding it the wrong way. There are the clouds. Why can't I turn this properly? Area 13.1. <laughs> yeah, there it is. That's good. In Roswell, Georgia. So it was, man, looking at yourself in the monitor and trying to it's place to it properly. It yeah, it's really hard to figure out. So I'm bringing this thing. Now, would, I, cool. would I display it? Like, Brandon Roy is going to be there tonight as we watch together. Do these people, would, would you want to show this? Would you want to say, hey, we really want the number one pick and be clear about it? And then, and then let's say you don't get it because we all know you want the number one pick. But let's say you get number two. <laughs> kind of sucks. Kind of sucks for Scoot or whoever you're going to end up getting at number two. So I don't know if I would display something like this. I think you kind of want to keep your charm. Keep it in the pocket until keep, keep you win afterwards and you're like, yeah, this ended up being lucky. Yeah, exactly. You I don't think, hear a lot of stories about the lucky charm that somebody brought when they didn't win the lottery. No. I agree. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would keep this in my pocket with my lucky underwear. I don't have anything like that. Do you have anything real that you use as a lucky charm? Because this, this is just... This is just a memento I had. I saw it on my desk today. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. The guy's the alien. Yeah, that is perfect. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't really have a memento either that I, that I think is actually lucky. I would bring two things, though. I would bring hand strengtheners just because I feel like I'd be very nervous. Mm. So I'm going to want something to do with my hands and just, like, constantly be fiddling all the time. Get a workout while yeah. you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I need really strong hands. As for what I think is lucky. Yeah, you're going to crush Mark Tatum's hand when you... When you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just really smash it. Uh, show him who's boss. But for what I think is lucky, I got a chartreuse crankbait I caught a huge bass on a couple of years back. Uh, unfortunately, I broke the lure on one of my casts, so it doesn't function anymore. Uh-huh. But it's one of the best fish I've caught in the past couple of years, so it's got to be lucky. Of course, I forgot it at home, so... Oh, Not you were going to bring yeah. that bait in I had today. It, I had it in my notes. I was like, okay, I'll grab it when I go back downstairs and get dressed. Didn't even think, man. Didn't even think, but I'll put it in my pocket tonight <laughs> during keep, our playback. Keep trip. that bait in there, and I'll see it in John's Creek when you bring it up to uh, to go fishing. Yeah, I'll let you take a look at it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can see. You seem a little reluctant. Blue. Well, you're not going to be impressed. It has no hooks on it. You're going to be like, that's just a piece of wood. Why did you bring that? Bait is interesting. <laughs> I don't right, get, people, I, let us know what you think about baits. Uh, yeah. I mean, the range of bait. I guess they, some work in different conditions for different fish. <laughs> well, I mean, we're talking about a lot of different baits out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of different colors, a lot of different right. depths. Does yeah. it have a rattle? Of course, this one has a rattle. We got to wake them up sometimes, baby. Interesting. What, what, what's that? Wow. Is that a chartreuse crankbait? <laughs> That's how it goes if you're a bass. <laughs> but what if you're an NBA GM? That's our next question. It comes from Brad. Who asks, imagine... You like that segue? That was very good. <laughs> that was actually pretty smooth. Hell yeah. Imagine you're an NBA GM. Would you rather have Luca or the 2023 first overall pick? Hoo-wee. This is a question here. Yeah. This is quite the question. Luka Doncic, he's going to turn 25 halfway next season. Shout out to my Pisces out there. wonder if Luka likes the fish, probably. This guy's played five seasons in the NBA, mm-hmm. Luka Doncic. 
He's been first team all NBA four times already, Tass. Yeah. But as we saw this year, having Luka on your team doesn't make you a guaranteed contender. It doesn't even make you a guaranteed playoff team. They didn't even finish in the top 10 in the Western Conference this season after their blatant tanking at the end of the year. As for Victor Wembanyama, he's the best draft prospect since I've seen Anthony Davis. I've seen LeBron James. I've seen Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was drafted far before we were even born, Tass. Right. He looks like he's going to be an impact player on both sides of the ball. Probably going to be a great, one of the better defenders in the league coming in as a rookie. The offense likely takes a little bit more time since he's still a rookie. He's going to be adjusting to a new game with stronger dudes and faster guys. So he's going to take a little bit to figure that out. And of course, you still just don't know what Victor Wembanyama is going to be when he gets to the NBA with regards to being a super tall, skinny guy, which people think is an injury concern as if super explosive guards aren't getting hurt every single season as well. What's his worth ethic going to be like? We just don't know yet. I think he's going to be an awesome player, and I think he's going to be one of the best guys in the league. So I think this is a great question, and I think it has two answers. If you're trying to win the title next season, 2023-24 season, I think it's got to be Luka. The guy is in his prime right now, one of the best players in the league. You just got to have the right team around him. But if you're an NBA GM who's trying to stay GM and maybe build the dynasty, Wembenyama's the guy. Wow. I would say one season only though. Give me Luca. Oh yeah, I, I would say even the majority of GMs would still take the surefire bet in Luka Doncic. Yeah, because he's 24 now. As you said, he's going to be 25. I, I can't believe he's been All NBA first team four of his five seasons. Is he a guy that you could build around? Hell yeah. The Mavs just screwed up over and over and over again. Otherwise, they could have been in an NBA final. They could have. <laughs> built around him a heck of a lot better. This is a guard in a guards game. I think he's totally fine playing with other guys that are extremely capable. I don't think he's a ball hog, a ball suck. I would, uh, <laughs> I would, I would take him over the 2023 prospect of yeah, a, a guy who could be the best guy since Anthony Davis. Sure, I'm, I'm comfortable saying that uh, since LeBron. Wow. Now we're getting we're getting big. Uh, that's just it's a lot of pressure on this guy, but he is big, so maybe he can do it. Um, but I'm I'm taking Luca. I think yeah, this is a point here where everyone's sort of down on Luca because of the season, the way it ended. Bad season. Yep. Bad, bad season. Disappointing season at least. Um, disappointing, sure, but doing stuff in the playoffs that you need to do. You need a guy if you're going to go deep that can carry a team that can take all those shots. Want to take all those shots. I don't know if I'm just a safe dude, but I am taking Luca in this instance. And you make a good point. Guard in a guards league. You got to have guards uh, to win in the NBA right now. We just saw Joel Embiid, the literal MVP of the season, almost get played off the court in game seven uh, against the Celtics. I guess he did get played off the court. as It was a <laughs> blowout, but it was like they brought Joel Embiid up to get roasted time and time again. By Jason Tatum. Sure. Joel Embiid is supposed to be one of the better defenders in the league. It's just hard for centers uh, once yeah. it gets to playoff time. So I think you go Luca right now, but this could look like a pretty dumb take within one season. Yeah. Really. And, and Weminyama is a guard in a monstrous body, right? I mean, he is doing guard stuff with his step backs, if you haven't seen. I think his last game in his league play is today on the NBA app at 2 Eastern. If you haven't caught it, if you're, if you're watching this live, you want to see him. I mean, he's, he is a guard <laughs> with his footwork. Even though he's huge, he's going to play inside. It is sort of Chet-like where he's, you know, extremely thin. 
Um, but he's got ridiculous handles. So it's kind of like Anthony Davis played point guard, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so he, he that's is he playing center or is he playing point guard for his French team? I mean, he's kind of playing both. <laughs> yeah. He does everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, though. Like, that guy's just going to be watching TV tonight and be like, well, maybe he'll be there. I don't know. But he's just like, that's my team. He's going to know his team by the end of the night because ain't nobody going to trade it. No. <laughs> and he's no. definitely going to go number one. Uh, we asked uh, the stream team who they're taking, Luca or Wemby. And right now, 74% are voting for Luka Doncic. Wow. Hi. One I in thought. the hand is worth two in the bush. Isn't that what they say? That's what you say. I'm a fisher, not a hunter, so I don't know <laughs> if I completely nailed that. But let us know down below in the comments. We're moving on here. Make sure to check out our draft lottery stream a little bit later. Playback.tv slash no dunks. We'll be going live about 7.45 p.m. Eastern. We're moving on to other players who are actually in the NBA right now. Our final question comes from Solomon, who asks, which player has had the biggest increase or decrease in trade value since the playoffs started. What do you think, Tassie? I have a lot more on my decrease list than my increase list. Am I a hater? Probably. <laughs> um, but quickly on the increase. We said Duncan Robinson seemed unplayable. Uh, Great call. It can now be traded. I know Kyle Lowry is at the end of his career, but he seemed like he was almost done during the regular season. So... He's looking like Kyle Lowry, doing like he can do Kyle Lowry things out there. It's just 25 minutes per game, but he looks like somebody you'd want on your team doing perfect stuff out there. Austin Reeves is probably the guy that's increased his value the most. I mean, he's a free agent this offseason. Everybody talking about how much is this guy going to get paid. He is a restricted free agent. The Lakers can match anything, but they can only offer him four for 50 only. I mean, this guy was just making pennies. Uh, and now he's going to be making at least four for 50. But if somebody comes around and says four for 75, they got to match it. Uh, yeah, it, it basically. sure feels like. So those are my increases. My decrease. This list is long. Um, <laughs> uh, DeAndre Ayton. Oh, yeah. And, and, Julius, oh, yeah. and Julius Randle. Sort of in the same family of guys just not performing in the postseason, not stepping up into the postseason light, unfortunately. Kawhi and Paul George. I know this is just injury-based, but these two guys have a couple years left on their contract, sure. and it would be more difficult to trade them now than it was even before the playoffs started, watching Kawhi go down, Paul George just not playing. Interesting stuff going there, going on there in the Clippers. I threw John Morant in there. He's not playing, but... He should be part of this list. Malik Beasley uh, with the Lakers. I know, I know I'm going deep here. <laughs> this is some decreasers. He's, he's got a team option next year for 16 mil. Hard to see the Lakers Oof. yeah, be, taking, be picking up that option, especially when they've got an Austin Reeves scenario. In the same manner, Jay Crowder. I know I'm going deep here, but he was on the Bucks. He is on the Bucks roster. He's going to be a free agent. He's going to be 33. He could barely play for the Bucks uh, this postseason when they went and got him specifically for the postseason. He wasn't playing a lot. And the Chris Paul scenario we've talked about a bunch. It's a, it's an odd one where his money gets guaranteed basically in a month for next year, and that's thirty million dollars. Um, he'll get. 15 mil if they release him before then. I'm talking about releasing Chris Paul. Sounds kind of <laughs> nutty. But when they're trying to build a winner and two of those guys really didn't increase their value this season, this offseason, Aiton and CP to go along with Durant, who's getting older, and Devin Booker, a wild scenario there. So a guy like Matt Ishbia, he's not t holding any punches. He will make moves 
to win right now. I don't, I don't think I don't think he cares about legacy or people's feelings. So I'm really interested to see what he does with Chris Paul over the next month. So I just went through the entire NBA. Uh, you, <laughs> you mentioned uh, you mentioned centers. It was a bad also. Bad playoffs for some centers. I mean, I think I could have thrown Nick Claxton on there, although, uh, you know, he kind of got played off uh, the floor a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, for my decreasers, the only name you probably didn't mention is Jordan Poole, Mm. who is probably going to be tough to trade since his big extension starts next year. And he just finished the playoffs averaging 10 points a game while shooting 34% from the field, 25% from three, and being absolutely flammable uh, on defense. So... Yeah, Poole, you're probably not getting a lot back uh, if you're the Warriors, so maybe he stays there. As for the increases, I think you would have to throw Rui Hachimura into the increases as well. He got traded for a couple of second-round picks, probably worth a first-round pick at this point. Got the size, hitting threes, helped the Lakers win a game uh, in the first round. So he's been a pleasant surprise, I think, for L.A. um, in the postseason. And then R.J. Barrett is another guy who I think has been pretty good uh, in the postseason here. 19 points per game for the postseason. 43 from the field, 33 from three, and 77 from the line. He's been 20 or more in six of the 11 games uh, for New York. Some rebounding, some playmaking, just much better than his first go-round of the playoffs in 2021. He's still only going to be turning 23 years old mm-hmm. next month. So I don't know if he, if the way he played this playoffs makes him more entrenched in New York, mm. more likely to be, be a piece going forward, or something that another team could look at in a trade and be like, oh, yeah, R.J. Barrett was pretty good in the playoffs last year. Definitely has a better rep uh, now than he did heading into the playoffs, I would think. Good call. I guess I am a hater. I can't believe I forgot about Barrett. That's a good one. As a Canadian, I can't believe that. And uh, Rui. Rui has been really good. I've been a Rui lover forever, but he helped out uh, big time with those those Lakers just coming off the bench against the Grizzlies. He was monstrous. Yep. Let's hear from you. Who has helped their trade stock? Who has hurt their trade stock? Let us know down below. Tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. We're going to take one last break here, and then we'll talk some more about basketball. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome back to No Dunks. People chiming in on the stream team about players that have both increased and decreased their trade value. Robert, oh, sorry, Roberto Aguilar dropping bars, bars. Uh, about Jordan Poole. He wrote, trade value lower than Jordan Poole. How's that for rap? Put a brat behind that. It's actually, when I read it, it was cooler than when I said it. Um, I don't know. It's just the line. Trade value lower than Jordan Poole essentially was the line. And 
there's something there. There's something, there's something there. there. It could be a part of a diss track. That's all I'm it saying. It definitely could be. And honestly, I'm glad you mentioned Debrat. <laughs> you didn't really mention Debrat, but uh, I saw recently nice. that uh, Debrat is pregnant, so congratulations to her. But I, the reason I bring it up is the reason I found out is she was wearing uh, like a full Chicago Bulls. She had on Bulls shorts and then she had a Bulls warm-up shirt on, but she had a hole cut out of the stomach with like had like the bulls like uniform ribbing going around it and you could see your pregnant stomach sticking out. I thought that was pretty cool. And I hope they wear that next season. <laughs> I'd love to see Victor Wembanyama wearing a Debrat pregnancy bulls jersey. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah, she's fr- she's from Chicago, right? Um and she's she's 49 years old. Respect to her. Wow. That that's, that is impressive. All right, moving on. Let's get to tweet of the night. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. It's me. I got the tweet. And it comes from Bob Vulgaris at Harlebob on Twitter who tweeted, I saw Max Kellerman rate his top five players in the conference finals. Curious to hear what others think here is how I, here's how I have them ranked based on their current value. Here is Bob's rankings. Jokic. Then Anthony Davis, then a big gap, hmm. followed by Jason Tatum, LeBron James, and Jimmy Butler. Harlebob then says, I think you can make an argument for any order of three to five, to be honest. So I'll start you with this, Tass. You agree on Jokic and then AD. Top two players in that order? Well, Jokic, number one. Um, in that order, it, Jimmy's a lot closer to AD, even mm. though he's... Uh, especially the the intangibles that Jimmy provides, the trickle-down effect of yeah. what he's doing for that team. I may have Jimmy at two. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, but I understand AD's defensive presence locks him in, you know, whatever he is, 2A two, mm-hmm. two up there. Uh, but I would I would jump Jimmy even over Tatum, which is a little nuts uh, with what he just did. Uh, Tatum producing a lot. But, um, yeah, so I, I think I, I'm, I'm feeling Jokic, AD, Jimmy, Tatum, Braun. Jokic, AD, Jimmy, Tatum, LeBron. Yeah. I'm almost the same. I would go Jokic, AD, Jimmy, LeBron, then Tatum. Mm. As uh, Bob Volgaris mentioned, it just feels weird saying LeBron is the fifth best player left in the playoffs. Okay. He was incredible uh, in game six against the Warriors. And there is a five-minute stretch of every game where you're like, oh, yeah, that's LeBron. I remember that guy. Uh, so, I don't know. It's just hard for me to put him behind Jason Tatum. And it's honestly hard to put Jimmy above LeBron. But Jimmy's got a 56-point game in the playoffs, and he's been carrying like crazy. Yeah. Last question about this, though. Who else would you add slash who else would be number six? Like, who comes in, honorable mention, just barely missed the list here? Does Is Bam right there? Jamal Murray. Um, it's the second guy for most of those. Th- LeBron right. is the second guy for the Lakers, but yeah. who's the second guy from the other teams? Murray, Jalen Brown, and Bam yeah, are probably Jaylen. the candidates. Yeah. I guess it's Jalen, probably. Yeah, it does more defensively than Jamal Murray, who came out of the playoff door blazing mm-hmm. uh, and then slowed down a little bit. Bam would probably be up there because of what he does defensively. Uh, we remember last year in the Eastern Conference Final, game one, he stole it by blocking Jason Tatum uh, right at the end. So those are things that Jamal Murray doesn't necessarily do. Jalen Brown is awesome defensively too, so mm-hmm. we're going to see him on, on Jalen Brown. And uh, the Nuggets have a, a slew of guys 
I mean, Gordon, Aaron Gordon has been really good. Mm-hmm. I know you love him defensively because yeah. he's awesome. He's been great. He has been great. So I guess that's the family of guys: Jamal Murray, Jalen Brown. I'm not <laughs> really, family. I'm not really yeah. picking a six. Bam. And AG. I don't think I'm missing anybody now. Yeah, you, you nailed got, it. You, you just got to mention every Laker for everybody in the stream team, or else they say you're hating. Uh, but I think we got. I think we got everybody. I think we've mentioned every Laker <laughs> on the team except for Dennis Schroeder. I think, like, I mean, Malik Beasley even got mentioned two days in a row yeah, on this show. And that's not yet good. People still think we're hating on the Lakers. We're talking Dennis Schroeder here as one of the five best players in the Western Conference Finals. No, we're not. But that's what we <laughs> want to hear from you. So let us down down below and in the stream team or whatever. Who are your top five players left in the playoffs? And who's maybe number six if you want to get freaky with it? Can't wait for these Western Conference Finals to start tonight, my man. Yeah, they start tonight. And I like how you say that game one is extremely important. What a take, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it seems like teams keep coming back you know, from, yeah. from deficits. But you get game one like the Lakers did in both those first two series. So did the Nuggets. Huge, and, and yeah. They, and they both won the series. So it is, it is really important. And it is different than... What happened with the Lakers and the Warriors where the Lakers uh, took care of business, the Warriors had to go to seven games against the Kings, so the Lakers were chilling. It's flipped in this scenario. Denver had a little bit more uh, time to to chill out, so they don't have that going for them. But LeBron knows it, man. LeBron knows it. He comes into game one. Game one in the 2018 finals. He did it all with this 50-point game. So it's important. You're right, even if it's not the hottest of hots. Who cares? It's but an important game tonight. It's a huge game tonight, and I think it's quite a change for LeBron. Like, we used to talk about LeBron having feel-out games and game ones all the time, but that has clearly not been the case for the Lakers this season. They come out and they know they got to win game one. I heard Gilbert Arenas on a podcast say that he thinks game one is the easiest game for a road team to win because you withstand, like, the first burst and all of the energy in the building. And if you're able to withstand that, then you're in the game. you got a mm. chance to win because maybe then the home team gets a little bit shaky. Lakers got to win a road game at some point in this series. So stealing game one has been part of the recipe for L.A. performing so well in the playoffs this year. So huge, huge game tonight. We'll see how they deal with the altitude. That's another question. This is real home court advantages for both teams. So should be a banger series. Yeah, the Knights have been incredible at home. We may watch that after we watch uh, the draft lottery on playback tonight. Stay tuned. Yeah, stick with us. We'll be be tuning in to see what happens with the lottery balls on ESPN. But join us. Playback.tv slash no dunks. Listen to our commentary. Watch along with us. It'll be a blast. Um, And I've got to correct what I said earlier. I mentioned a comment from the stream team basically ripping Jordan Poole, putting it in a rap line, saying trade value lower than Jordan Poole. Is that a good line? Is that a good diss line? Trade value lower than Jordan Poole. Put a beat behind that is what Roberto Aguilar meant to say, not put a brat behind that. There was a typo. There was a typo, and I and I, re- I recited something that had a typo. What an idiot. Uh, what a dumb move. Trade value uh, that than one's on Jordan Poole. It's it definitely on him. But that's all the line was. Trade value lower than Jordan Poole. Somebody could say that. It's the start to a great line, I think. Yeah, but yeah. if somebody's going to write a rap line about Jordan Poole, it's going to be something about the baddies. Courtside baddies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Didn't play well. Not enough baddies. That gives him an excuse, actually. There's probably a better Poole line. Trade value lower 
than Jordan Poole. Courtside baddies got me looking like a fool. I don't know if it actually makes sense thematically, <laughs> but it rhymes. So we're on the way. Uh, trade value lower than Jordan Poole. Tass's podcast listener line at the beginning of shows is not cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Leo Goman said. Oh, no! Yeah, if I'm, no, re- I'm, Leo, no! If I'm reciting a Leo Goman line, then... It's time to go. It's, <laughs> it's time ti- to go, man. It's time to go, man. All right, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> make sure you go to theathletic.com slash no dunks if you want the best sports writing in the world. It's a buck ninety-nine a month right now. Head on over. Great stuff going on during this postseason. I think there is a live blog for tonight's draft lottery. So hit that up and join us again on playback. We'll see you tonight. See you tomorrow right here. But for now, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Beat on the Brat is a song by the Ramones. Beat on the Brat. Beat on the Brat. Beat on the Brat with a baseball bat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Embrace the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.